Hey there, welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast with Anita Tillman, where we talk about living life on purpose, growing personally and professionally, and making time to just do you. I'm an entrepreneur, a growth strategist, and a professional problem solver by day, and a mom, a queen, a sister, a daughter, and a friend by night. Let's talk about hair and makeup. Let's ponder life and love. Let's strategize for success. Whatever you've come for, get comfortable. Turn up the volume and let's go. Wow. (laughs) I'm so excited. This is episode one of the Elevated Life podcast and I'm your host, Anita Tillman. I'm, I'm really excited about this. You know, being able to use a platform like this to give you more insight into my life and to talk about things that a lot of us think about, but we don't say out loud. This is where we'll talk about it. I, I believe an elevated life is available for everybody and that we all should strive to live life at higher levels and go higher and go higher. Not that you're never satisfied, but that you're always stretching, always searching, always striving to be the best version of you. So I'm really excited about this podcast, about the conversations that we'll have. And, you know, this is maybe one of the best things that's ever happened for me. Uh, and maybe, okay, well, that may be a slight exaggeration, but the fact that I have a place now <laughs> where the people in my head can go to have a meaningful conversation is everything. <laughs> So this is going to be a great time. It'll be fun. It'll be whimsical sometimes. It'll be deep and insightful sometimes. We'll mix it up a little bit and talk about a whole lot of everything. So I'm just looking forward to where this podcast will go in all the future episodes. So just to give you a little bit of background about me, I grew up in a trailer on a hill in the backwoods of North Louisiana, North Louisiana, which is a world away from South Louisiana. If you know anything about the culture, Creole Cajun culture, North Louisiana is totally opposite, different place, different space, different time. We were country poor, but yet we were so rich. We never felt like we were poor. We certainly weren't too city poor standards, if that makes sense. We were surrounded by farmers, so we never missed a meal. We never went without. There was always enough to sustain us and make us feel whole, like we really weren't missing anything, so we were okay. Our trailer had a one bedroom for four kids and one bathroom for six people, so there were us four kids and my parents. Uh, There was no expectation of privacy in the bathroom or in the shower because if somebody else needed to use the bathroom, the door had better be unlocked so they could get to the toilet. So that means if you were taking a bath, you didn't get to lock the door. You take a bath, leave the door open, close the curtain. So if somebody needed to come in, we, we just didn't have room for that individual space. Um, that little trailer had so many flaws. You could see the ground outside the bathroom Um, Well, you could see the ground outside, like you could see the ground grass from the bathroom floor because there was a hole in the floor. You could hear the noise of the tin roof when it rained. There was no central air. There was about 
300 square feet of common space for two adults and four kids and our guests. And eventually we had, um, we were able to expand our living quarters by getting a house. And of course, my dad, who's never short on ingenuity, was able to connect the house to the existing trailer. And just like that, we had a three bedroom spread, <laughs> a storage room, a laundry room, an office and a front room big enough to uh, to accommodate a growing family. So it just it was just like that. We added on and it was magical. <laughs> so, you know, life was really good. And where we lacked in luxuries and amenities, um, it was it was far overshadowed by love. We felt safe and secure and, and everything that happened in the house, good or bad, seemed to be scored by a laugh track. There was constant laughter in our household and my parents showed us how to laugh at life and where to find joy through adversity. Their example of love and sacrifice really instilled a deep strength in us and we learned that we really could make it through anything if we just stick together. We really learned that. And my parents, you know, have moved now to a bigger house with, with room for anybody who needs a place to rest. My childhood taught me a few things, which is that I'm more than where I live. I'm more than what I wear. And I'm more than how I look. My childhood also taught me that success has absolutely nothing to do with money, but it has everything to do with living on purpose. My childhood taught me that no matter how inconvenient, answer the call when someone needs a hand. And most importantly, my childhood taught me that every problem really can be solved by a conversation at the kitchen table. Our house was a really special place and to this day, that conversation at the kitchen table has healed so many hearts and mended so many relationships and brought so much clarity and insight that if we could bottle it and sell it, the whole world would have a great thing. That conversation at the kitchen table is really represents everything great about my childhood. So I wouldn't change a thing about the way I grew up in my childhood, even though we didn't have everything. We had enough uh, and we had everything we needed. I've I've encountered a few bumps in the road along the way to adulthood. It, it hasn't been easy, um, but the bumps, some of the bumps were more like roadblocks, some, some falling rocks, some U-turns, some potholes, <laughs> some detours. And I know you've had some flat tires and some accidents and endless blinking red lights in life. It, it has not gone as we thought it would. It's never been as smooth and easy as we imagined or like the fairy tales taught us. I left home at 17 to go to college. I bought my first car off the showroom floor, graduated from college, got married, and bought my first house at 23. Did you catch that? All well, 23 years old. So at 17, I left home to go to college. When I was 23, I bought my first car straight off the showroom floor, graduated from college, got married, and bought a house all in the same year. By the time I was 26, I lost my baby sister and my nephew and I was divorced at 28. I bought my first investment property at 29, bought my second one at 31, launched my consulting firm at 34, and became a mom at the ripe old age of 36. 
<laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and I said all my life, I never wanted to be 40 with a 10-year-old. And lo and behold, I, I actually did worse. So <laughs> I ended up being 40 with a four-year-old. But anyway, I'll tell you more about that later. Um, I've, I have experienced birth, death, luxury, bankruptcy, marriage, divorce. Um, I've been exalted. I've been humiliated. I've had passive income and no income. I've gone from eating steak lunches and um, to making <laughs> desperation casseroles with the last box of cornbread, a can of tuna, and cup of rice in my house. Imagine how that came together. But it was a meal, and it sustained me for one more day. I've lived the lifestyle of flying first class and following that the man, you come down the escalator and you follow the man that has your name on his sign and follow him out to your limo. I've lived that lifestyle, but I've also lived the lifestyle of combing the sofa cushions and coat pockets, trying to find enough change just to put gas in my car to make it to work. Some of you can relate to what I'm talking about because you've been there, done that. You may even still be there. Listen, I've been knocked down, but I'm here and I have a lot more life to live. And I can tell you that the trials of my life have taught me to allow my test to be a study guide for someone else. Just because I went through it doesn't mean that I need to be ashamed of it. I can allow those things that I've gone through to be somebody else's study guide, to learn how not to do the things that I've done, to learn how not to make the mistakes that I've made. You know, there are people that are walking with us and sitting next to us every day and they are full of the issues of life. And when I say issues of life, they're carrying around weight, they're carrying around baggage, they're going through something right this minute, but they're trying to make it look like nothing's going on. They're putting on this mask and this face and they're showing up. They're showing up to church, they're showing up to work, they're showing up to the social organizations and they're showing up to volunteer, they're showing up at school, they're showing up, but they're full of the issues of life and one more wrong thing, one more roadblock, one more bad turn, they are, they are full, like saturated full, and they are probably at their breaking point. Be compassionate. You never know who those people are around you. So always be compassionate. Life has taught me that because I was that person. Someone is using their last shred of dignity to ask for help. So be responsive. You know, it's sometimes we ignore people and we ignore their situations because emotionally we don't want to commit to meeting their need, whether it's someone you know or if it's the homeless person who has a sign and is next to your car at the stoplight, we tend to look away as if that makes them invisible when sometimes we just need to be compassionate. Life has taught me that, you know, a smile a hello, maybe the literal lifeline to the stranger you pass. So be warm. It, you know, there's, there's nothing that stops you in every situation from smiling, giving a hello, asking someone how they are at the checkout line when the person checking you out may be rude. They may not even make eye contact. Sometimes it's up to you to just give a smile and a hello that may change the trajectory of their life. You never know. You know, I've learned that a nice suit and a made up face 
maybe the costume of, of somebody who's falling apart inside. So be discerning. Don't always assume that someone who looks good feels good. Sometimes it is exactly the opposite. I was one of those people who was sitting next to you with nice clothes, great shoes. I drove a decent car, but inside everything was falling apart. Um, the, the difference between the people you condemn, and this is, this is a big lesson that I learned in life, and that's why I strive every day to never get in condemnation about anybody, to not judge people, to really not have much of an opinion about what someone is doing. It's because the difference between them and me <laughs> is that in most cases, my sins, my issues haven't been exposed yet. Did you hear me say yet? <laughs> yet? So reserve judgment. Your skeletons are just tucked away in the closet. You just haven't been exposed yet. You haven't been caught yet. So don't judge. You know, those skeleton bones will rattle in that closet until somebody opens your door. So open it first. Tell your story. Tell, tell about your shortcomings. And I've learned that to tell about my shortcomings and my flaws and the mistakes that I've made, I better tell it before somebody else does because if they tell it, they may not tell the whole truth. So I, I learned that I couldn't heal from life, from disappointment, from all the things that I've been through. I couldn't heal until I was honest about what injured me. So that's what made me begin to tell my story. That's what over the years has made me be so candid about the things that I've gone through and the life that I've lived. Life is not always about the successes. And if you're surrounded by people or being mentored by people or sitting under the, the, the tutelage of people who always make it sound like life is about winning and success and they never tell you about the things that they really went through, the, the hard times, the tough times and how they overcame, then you may want to evaluate who you're listening to because they're not giving you the full picture and it's not, that's not fair. It's not fair to you. And so tell your story and it's okay to tell your story. Listen, people will despise you because you make them face what's in the mirror. They see you and you make them see themselves in the mirror. But guess what? Here's what I learned. I don't diminish because of that. I don't turn my light off because of that. I don't dim my light because it exposes somebody else. I reflect anyway. My job is to be such an example that it causes people to, or elevate, just the name of the podcast is Elevated Life, that something that you see in my lifestyle, in my walk, in the way that I handle situations or present myself or talk to people or treat people, something in that should call you and call the people around me to a higher place. And to that point, the, the person looking at you may be in a very dark place. So make sure to keep your light on. I've, I've learned throughout my experience to be able to express my thoughts has been my lifeline. It, it's the ability to talk about whether it's through writing, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through speaking engagements, the ability to express it 
has been a lifeline because once you start to suppress it and bottle it up and keep it in, then it starts to grow and fester and it can become toxic. The the things that I talk about, you know, may not even make sense sometimes, but when I say it, it may not feel like it's life-changing or relevant to me, but it never fails. When I tell my story or I, you know, share a thought, it never fails that the person who needs to hear it heard it because I get the feedback. They tell me this is exactly what I needed today. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but they're like, this is exactly what I needed today. Thank you. And I'll get so many thank yous and thank you. Thank you for saying that. So I want to say that to encourage everybody else. Share, 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 share. You, you, you've won. You've had some life victories. You've had some challenges. Don't just tell people about the victories. Tell them about the challenges so that they know if I did it, you can do it too. We can do this. This is not, you know, it's not impossible for you to win. You just need to know that in that process, the running is very difficult and you can keep going and you can, you can win, you can overcome. So, you know, as I've determined to live this life with purpose I'm always asking questions. I'm looking for answers. I'm seeking knowledge. I'm, I'm gaining understanding. I'm growing in wisdom and patience. And, and I hope that my growth is contagious. That's what I want my life to be is contagious. That the things that I'm doing right, the things that I'm doing well is contagious. Look, our world is hurting. There are people around us who are lost and dying inside and, and you may feel that way yourself. So many people feel hopeless and helpless and confused, depressed and oppressed and voiceless. So how can I not be moved by situations that I have felt? I've been helpless, hopeless, confused, depressed, oppressed and voiceless. I've felt that. So how can I not allow that to move me? How can I look past those people and feel like, well, now I've made it and I'm on a different level and they need to figure it out for themselves. How can I pass them in silence when I know that someone stopped to speak life into me? And it wasn't just someone, there were some ones, there were several people along the way who stopped to speak life into me. So why wouldn't I use my voice and my platform to speak life into someone else? And so, I'm far from perfect and you know this podcast and anything that I do is is not my personal come see how great I think I am because I'm smarter than you platform it'll never be that that's not my issue this version of me has learned that to whom much is given much is required this version of me understands that success is not about material wealth, but it's about a rich life. I've learned that good decisions never happen when my mind is cluttered with noise. I've, I've learned to be still. I've learned when to be silent and when to speak. I've learned that my emotions are, are triggered by something that I need to deal with inside myself. So I deal with me before I lash out at others. And We'll talk a lot more about that particular point in a later episode, but I want you to remember that your emotions are triggered by something that you need to deal with inside yourself. 
So before you lash out at others, deal with you. I've learned to start with the woman in the mirror. Uh, great song. Thank you, Michael Jackson. <laughs> it was a great lesson for us all. I've learned to start with the woman in the mirror. Start with me. Everything starts with me. This, this version of me is determined to let my light shine so, so that someone else may see it and find peace and enlightenment along the way. Um, so this year, and this is the beginning of a new year, we're, we're talking a lot about resolutions and plans and dreams and visions and goals for the year. And, and of course, you know, everybody's new phrase is living my best life. And we'll, I want to, and I want to encourage and challenge you to think about your best life. What does it mean to live your best life? And I'll give you a big clue. The first word is live. The first key to living your best life is to live. And so in the next episode, we'll talk about what I believe are 10 steps to living your best life in 2019. I want to thank you for joining me for this episode and I'll see you in the next one. You've been listening to the Elevated Life Podcast with Anita Tillman. To join our mailing list, go over to www.elevationvillage.com to subscribe and stay in the know about big news and future episodes. Talk to you soon.